Brands Radio Station. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. We are not inside the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios because... I mean, and it's early in the season, but it seems like all the shows go downhill from the ones we do out here. We absolutely love it. I'm Gabe Nigel along with Stephen Watson. We are live from Aaron Hills. We love it out here. It was a beautiful day despite the wind. Had so much fun. And we're going to dive into and talk about Aaron Hills, all the fun things going on with John Morissette, thanks to our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. John? Thank you, first of all, for joining us. Thank you for having us out here because we absolutely love it. John, this is my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) It is just such a beautiful day, a beautiful golf course. Golf course is, uh, it's coming in great. I think the greens um, were rolling really nice today. I know it it hasn't been the best spring in Wisconsin for growing, um, but the course seems to be in pretty good shape. Oh, it it, it is, Gabe, that it's, uh, you know, we've been open two weeks now. Even after such a crummy April, the course is really in as good a condition as it c- could be. We're v- very happy with where it is. Got to give a lot of credit to Zach and his team for what they've done out here because a lot of courses in the area you know, had no play in April. And for you guys to only be open for two weeks, I mean, if you can speak to just the dedication that, that team puts into getting this course ready every year. Now, the Maynard staff did an absolutely amazing job this year with really no assist from Mother Nature. So our hat's really off to them. Fantastic job. Well, and we've got a big... USGA event that's coming right here to Aaron Hills. We've got a USGA event coming back to the state of Wisconsin later this year. The Mid-Am is going to be here. So uh, let's start there. Um, any changes to the golf course that you guys have uh, for the Mid-Am? No, really, the only change to the golf course for this year has nothing whatsoever to do with the Mid-Am. That's just on number 12, as you all saw today. We expanded the middle tee, so that's just for golfers like the three of us, not for the Mid-Am. The Mid-Am players are basically going to play the same golf course that uh, pros did for the U.S. Open five years ago. So uh, how did this all come about with the USGA to get the Mid-Am here for 2022? Well, Aaron Hills all along has been very uh, 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 devoted to amateur golf. Our owner, owner, Andy Ziegler, really wants to promote and nurture amateur golf, uh, both regionally and nationally. And the Mid-Amateur is just a fantastic championship. Is it it features what a lot of people think are the true amateurs. These are players who are 25 and older who, you know, like us, 
they do something, they play golf for fun, and they do something else to earn a living. So, you know, so they are the ones who really love golf. When they come here to play, they're you know taking time off from work. They're returning phone calls uh, after their practice round. They're trading business cards on the first tee. They're networking with others. They're re- responding to emails. I hope. I hope not. <laughs> I hope they're Make, a little more dialed in than that. Making John. the turn. You know, there's a little bit of a walk between nine and ten. You get some emails in. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, they're they're people who truly love golf, and that's what we want to see. So. Just as we did with the U.S. Amateur in 2011, we're partnering with Blue Mound for the stroke play portion. So the players are going to have two great and two very different golf courses uh, to play in stroke play before match plays uh, here at Aaron Hills. You guys have hosted a U.S. Open, of course, one of the pinnacles in the sport. How important is it for you guys to stay busy and continue to put Aaron Hills out there nationally and internationally with events like this? Well, I said, a lot of it is first and foremost just wanting to give back to the game, to support the game, to support amateur golf, to support the, the USGA's mission. And, uh, and, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, good, good for business also because it's, uh, it's one way we can uh, differentiate ourselves for, from, from others. And, you know, it's a big calling card. You know, people want to come play the site of the first U.S. Open ever played in Wisconsin and that uh, means a lot. From a planning perspective, you've planned to host the U.S. Open. You know, is this easier? Is it different? You know, what has this experience been like for you as the competition director? Well, it's, it's interesting. In some ways, it's even more intense, as, stra- as strange as that sounds, just because with the U.S. Open, the USGA, you know, they sent staff here who lived here for several years, and they were so hands-on, and they uh, largely uh, did everything. The U.S. mid-amateurs, you know, a little bit different, uh, uh, where uh, the uh, local clubs, uh, Aaron Hills and Blue Mound, are having to do do, uh, you know, more of the work that, say, the USGA did for, for the U.S. Open. And, and that's fine. That, that, that's, uh, that, that's fun. So it's just a uh, extremely scaled-down version of it, if you will. Talking with the competitions director here at Aaron Hills, John Morissette. We're live at Aaron Hills on the tee. So does that mean you're going to be getting to set the pins? You're going to be getting to set the tees? <laughs> yeah. You're the guy in charge when well, we get the mid-am here? Let's not go too far. <laughs> Safe to say the USGA will still control everything, kind of, as they say, inside the ropes, even though the you know, there aren't going to be any gallery ropes here, which is one of the fun things with mid-amp. Spectators, free admission, come out, walk down the fairways behind the players. And that's, uh, th- th- that's fun. You know, golf's one of the few sports where you can do that. And I've already seen, I mean, you guys have some great-looking merch that I think I'm probably going to pick up on my way out that has the 41st U.S. Mid-Am uh, logo on it. So uh, when people want to come out here uh, later this year to check it out, you mentioned free admission. How does parking work? How does that all work? Yeah, for free admission, free parking. Uh, uh, clubhouse is open for, uh, you know, golf shop, for uh, dining dur- during the championship. So uh, come on out. The, da- the official dates are September 10 to 15, two days of stroke play followed by uh, four rounds of four days of match play. And then, you know, remember, the two winners, what's at stake, or, or the, the winner goes on to play in next year's Masters and U.S. Open. So pretty yeah. big stakes, and the players are very, very much aware of what they're playing for. So casual golf tournaments. <laughs> um, <laughs> from, you guys are also getting set to host the Women's Open in, in a couple of years as well. Where's the planning at for that event? You know, it, it's just so great to see you guys continue to get these types of events. Oh, no, it, it, it is. I mean, to be awarded both championships, the 22 Mid-Am and the 25 uh, U.S. Women's Open was a tremendous honor and you know right now you know the mid-am is what we're focused on but you know 
very soon after that, we're going to have to shift gears and start uh, focusing pretty hard on the women's open. I and mean, we're very excited about this. This is an exciting time for golf, exciting time for women's golf. You know, the USGA, as you, all, you saw in January, had a tremendous boost to the prize money for the U.S. Women's Opens, which really takes it to a completely different level. So, you know, there couldn't be a better time to host the U.S. Women's Open. I mean, you guys have hosted now a number of USGA events out here. Um, women's Pub Am Links, correct? Uh, the, the, the men's amateur saw the U.S. Open. We've just mentioned the two. How would you describe the relationship with the USGA and Aaron Hills and the, the future prospects of things past 2025? Oh, it, it's a v very good relationship, uh, very strong. As I said, you know, we completely support the mission of the USGA. You know, the USGA has a tremendously important role in the game of golf, and you know, we. we support that and want to support however we can whether it's through hosting championships or through other initiatives and you know after 2020 you know as I said right now we're focused on the mid-am then the women's open and then we'll see what what comes beyond that this I might know your answer to this but I'm going to ask it anyway is the goal to one day host another U.S. Open on this property well, that, that, that's certainly the dream, and that that would be fantastic uh, news. You know, hosting the first U.S. Open ever played in the state was a great honor. Hosting, uh, you know, the U.S. Women's Open, the U.S. Mid-Am, U.S. Amateur, U.S. Women's Amateur Public Links is incredible. But to host a, another U.S. Open would be qu quite special. I'm curious, John, what was the feedback that you guys got from the experience? I know the players love being out here, but from the USGAs, you continue to try and, you know, build that relationship to maybe having Wisconsin host another men's event. Yes, well, I mean, feedback from all quarters has been very positive. You said the players raved about the course. They really liked the design of the course. They raved about the conditioning of the golf course. Uh, the USGA you know, really liked logistically how the course could work. They loved the state of Wisconsin, the uh, support locally and at the state level, the enthusiasm of the Wisconsin sports fans, You know how quickly volunteers uh, filled up and all of that. And you know, they, they know Wisconsin's a great place for uh, championship golf. How much, as we talk with John Morissette, he is the uh, competitions director here at Aaron Hills Golf Course. How much have you seen, I mean, with all these USGA events, you guys got to be as busy as ever. We, we are extremely busy, partly with, with all of that, but also because of the surge in golf, uh, you know, kind of spurred on by the pandemic. I mean, this year, uh, we're we're extremely uh, busy. We've got a five-and-a-half-month season. Lodging for the season is nearly fully committed already. Uh, but we do have some tee times here and there, so anyone who's interested in playing, take a look at our availability cal calendar on our website, aaronhills.com slash availability, and you still have a chance to play. But if you want to come play and don't have a tee time yet, uh, try to make a tea time soon. I don't think I can say this any more clearly. <laughs> Do that. Yes. If you have not done that yet, because Aaron Hills, it, it, John, I grew up 25 minutes from here in Horicon, you know, Swampland, Marshland over there. I've lived in Wisconsin my entire life. This is not what Wisconsin typically looks like. It is an unbelievable piece of property and it, it's just so much fun to play, and I know you feel the same way, Steve. I don't know if I've ever walked off of a golf course with a four-club wind and still been smiling. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing here. What's in the water, John? No, I can tell you what's in, it's in, whatever's in the fescue rescue. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what we're talking about. I, I can't wait till the clock hits seven. for. <laughs> no, John, you guys do an unbelievable job with hospitality here. You and your team are the best. 
You know, thank you so much for having us out here. Well, how, how, how do you guys do that? Because I know so many other places that just, um, you know, you go to different places and because of the pandemic, it's been hard to find help. But out here, I mean, the, the staff is unbelievable. I mean, everything that you guys do just seems to be, especially on the hospitality side and the golf course side, it, it's just first class all the way. Well, you know, part of it is just Wisconsin nice. Uh, part of it and another part is we take our hiring and training very, very seriously. And we want, uh, to make sure we hire the right people with the right uh, attitudes, right energy. And then we take training very seriously. And then, you know, we want employees to be happy. You know, the notion being that if they're happy, then that's go- then the guests are going to receive that. So we want everybody to have a great experience from the moment they get out of the car to the moment they get back in the car. Yeah. Well, John, we, we were talking before the show. we got to get your pick. We're going to do it later in the show. But you have actually played Southern Hills, the site of the PGA Championship this upcoming weekend. What's that course like? And we want your pick of who's going to win this. Well, week. I have to say, I played it on a college tour way back in 1988. So it's, 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 it's been a while, and it's been, been, uh, been through some changes. But it looks fantastic. And, you know, as we are saying, it's hard to look past Scotty Shuffler, top player in the world, Masters champion, you know, from, uh, uh, from that part of the country and playing great golf. He was, I think, 19 under this past week, and people seem to have overlooked that, but that's uh, <laughs> obviously he's not resting on his laurels after his Masters win, and, and he, just, he just looks so bulletproof at Augusta. It's hard to yeah. um, bet against him. It shouldn't be that easy to pick who's going to win post-Tiger, but what we're seeing from Scotty. It's Tiger like. But at the same time, I mean, Jordan Spieth is now playing yeah. well. Post Masters, he won at uh, RBC Heritage. Yeah. And then, and now he, he finished second yeah. yesterday, came so close to winning that event. Uh, Xander Shoffley played really well yesterday. I, I think you see a lot of this is what I was hoping for as a golf fan that you have so many of these superstars in the sport playing well heading into a major. No, I, I agree. I think this is there's so many good storylines leading up to it. And let's not forget, you know, Tiger's obviously there also. And. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic PGA Championship. John, I put you on the spot there. I, I, I served it up to you, and I thought you were going to deliver Brooks Kepka. I mean, that's your guy here at Aaron Hills now. <laughs> well, I, 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 he, he is. He, he's definitely our guy, but you, know, you have to acknowledge, and he withdrew, uh, I think, for an injury last week. Yeah. So you partly wonder what's going on. Okay, maybe and, JT. You know, he had, he had the okay. <laughs> shot on 18. <laughs> All right, J, JT obviously had a good week last week, so hey, but if you have to pick one person, unfortunately, <laughs> and remember, you know, Scotty played here in 2017 did, did, and did well, low uh, amateur. So he's, uh, uh, you know, he has, he has some ties to Aaron Hills also. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much. We appreciate you having us out here. Um, again, best of luck in getting the golf course, and I can't wait to get back out here and watch uh, all the great golfers that are going to be participating in the USGA Mid-Am event. Well, so glad you all could come out and look forward to having you come back. Thank you. You let me know if you ever need me to fill a force in that. <laughs> we will do. And as John Morris said, he is the competitions director here at Aaron Hills Golf Course. More on Aaron Hills, more on the PGA, all coming up next on the team. Just like the job. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. We are live from Aaron Hills. Absolutely love it out here. And we're, we're, we're down in the Irish pub. 
uh, the, the lodge, as they call it here. If you've ever been here, it's where um, just outside they have a fireplace that'll be going when, you know, nighttime and guests will come and sit. I've never been back in this room, I don't think. But there's some nice leather chairs, some TVs. They've really set us up nice here today, Stephen. Yeah, the folks at Aaron Hills always, uh, you know, step it up for us. I, they actually let me use this room one time uh, for the, the U.S. Open. It's a nice little cozy room. Really? Yeah. Look I, at you big time. I got one motto in life, Gabe. It's keep your friends close, keep your golf friends close. <laughs> And Aaron and, Hills are my best friends. Yeah, it was. I mean, we had a blast out there today. And I mean, I, I've been to places where, you know, you, you, you get your cat. But I have never had a bad caddy here. No. Like, the, the caddy experience is fantastic. They're really good, uh, especially the poor kid who had myself and the other guy in our group oh, today. No. Like, we were... I saw you caddying it yourself a couple of times. Well, that's holes. because I felt bad because we kept being in, like, opposite sides of not even the fairway, like, opposite roughs. Like, he's left rough, I'm right rough. Like, hey, you, you go over there. I'll just take my bag. I'll go over here. That way you're not zigzagging back and forth. I felt bad for him because we had to make him walk so many holes. Gabe, how many miles did you walk? Today? I walked a lot. Here Here's the problem, Steven. You're lucky that Fescue wasn't up. I might I might have the driver yips. Yeah, it's possible. I, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to throw <laughs> you under the bus. I played a lot of golf with you, and today was not your peak driving day. No. Uh, but, but still made whatever, 30 birdies. Whatever knuckleballs coming off your face still outdrove me on a couple <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about that. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but, but even so, I, I did not play well today. But this is how good they are at Aaron Hills. And I understand this is turning into like an Aaron Hills love fest, and I really don't care because I did not play well today. I still had a blast. Yeah. Like, there are most places that I will go that I played the way I did today, and, and I'm a little grumpy coming off 18. Now, it helps that I certainly birdied 18, so well, that certainly again, helps. I was going to hype you up if you didn't do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know how I could possibly describe what Gabe did on 18 other than the fact that he made the most absurd bunker <laughs> shot and just dropped it on a dime and then made the putt. And 18 is no joke here at Aaron Hills. I think I, I, think I said that this is the toughest finishing stretch in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. And 18 can eat up your round, and that was a heck of a recovery you made. Well, I appreciate that. But it, it's... I, I still had just so much fun because, again, walking around this property, growing up not that far from here, and knowing, like, this probably was farmland and should have been farmland, and it's not. It's just this amazing golf course out in the middle of the state of Wisconsin. Again, not that far where I grew up. I just I can't help but have a great time every time that I'm out here. And it's amazing that this is all natural terrain. Like, yeah. It just sits here and, and, you know, amazing of the whole team, the architects that put this all together and was able to, to see this vision and know what this course could become and what it really has meant to the state. I mean, yes, we have Kohler that has hosted a number of major championships, but they're getting big-time championships from the USGA here on multiple accounts, and, and that's a credit to the folks here. Yeah, I, I am really looking forward to that mid-AM. Again, it's not names you're going to necessarily recognize, but they... I, I played a round of golf yesterday at Brown Deer Park Golf Course with a guy who shot 64. That's fun. Which is unbelievable to watch. The only green he missed was 16, and it's because he hit the stick and it ricocheted like two inches into the rough, and he got up and down and saved par. But like that's the type of golf you're going to see out here. You're not going to recognize the names. You know, like maybe one or two. Like, oh, maybe if you paid attention to the AM 10 years ago or what have you. But... It's going to be high-quality golf. You're going to get access like you haven't before. 
they've got the great restaurant upstairs in in the big clubhouse with you know it, it, I just can't people need to check it out when it's here September 10th and it's also important too like it's not necessarily cheap to play a championship course so this is an opportunity for some people to get out and walk Aaron Hills and oh yeah an opportunity they might not get otherwise and watch some good golf in the process I, I highly encourage especially you get a day like today the sun is shining in the 70s Get done without the four club wind, but it'll be fun to see how those guys are tested. Uh, if the four club wind shows up in September and those guys are tested with that, I'm sure they're going to handle it and get to hit some really fun shots. Uh, on the tee, brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. So, back in 2017, when Aaron Hills hosted the U.S. Open, Phil Mickelson didn't play in the U.S. Open that year. Instead, decided to attend his daughter's graduation, which you know, some people thought was odd at the time, but hey, Phil, do whatever you got to do. You know, you don't play the U.S. Open. It's the last, what you needed for a Grand Slam. Okay. People got over it. You know, it had a great time watching Stricker, watching JT, what he did on Saturday, and the Brooks Kepka eventually win the U.S. Open. But now Phil is not defending his championship at the PGA, and how we got here is still so beyond me. I... I'm stunned he's not playing. I figured he would make his comeback as the defending champion at the PGA. I can't... The only thing that I can make sense in my head is that he is not swinging it and not playing very well right now, and he wasn't ready to come back at a major championship course. That's the only thing that I can make sense in my head. What about you? I did see some things circling on Twitter, which, you know, it's always, you know, true if it's on Twitter, um, that Phil was at some local courses in San Diego when he was shooting high 70s. And maybe that's just it. He just didn't feel like he was ready to compete on that stage. And Phil is not one to make a quiet entrance. And no. if this was going to be his entrance back into the world of golf, it was going to be as the defending champion who won at 50 years old. For him to go out... Be the oldest major champion ever. Yeah. So there's a lot of pride in that. And, you know wanting to perform and show that he can still do it, and his first tournament back after all of this controversy be one that he doesn't just miss the cut at, because that only adds to the narrative of him potentially fading out. So I, I, I truly wonder, Gabe, if we're, we're going to see him play the rest of this year and what his future in golf looks like, because I'm as surprised as anyone that he's not playing this weekend. Yeah, it's... <sighs> It has to be that he's not ready because I thought maybe with the book that's coming out tomorrow that I'm really looking forward to reading, uh, the Alan Shipnook, uh, Shipnook biography, that some expert excerpts came out that dealt with him. But again, this was back in November when we found out about uh, Phil's comments about the potential Saudi League, his involvement with it, how he paid f the money for the lawyers, uh, for them to drop the documents for this new league. And we haven't seen or heard from Phil since. And I thought, okay, maybe there's some more things in this book. But it seems like the worst of those things came out. Like, so, okay, so he lost $40 million between 2010 and 2014. First of all, it ain't my money. Second of all, I'm not shocked by that number. Yeah. Third of all, there are plenty of other athletes who have lost a lot of money gambling mm -hmm. and didn't, you know, completely disappear from the public eye. So the fact that he has not returned yet, it, it's just so curious to me. And 
maybe then, again, again we're, we're going to be distracted with so many other things once the PGA starts on Thursday because so many players are playing well. We're going to get into that later in the show. Tiger is playing yeah. uh, as he was making his way around uh, Southern Hills today. And there are so many different storylines to pay attention to. So this is much like the Masters, something you talk about on Monday and then kind of forget about as the week goes along. But it's just, it's still stunning to see the... One of the best golfers of his generation, one of the best golfers of all time, continued to be absent from big events. A, the Masters, and of course he's called his favorite ever, place he's won three times. Yep. And now the PGA as the defending champion coming off of one of the most incredible wins that I can recall. In you know To be 50 years old. He hadn't won in eight years. And then he goes and just wins the PGA by holding off Brooks Kepka, who has been so relevant in all these majors for the past five years. And, we, and we've speculated that over the last couple of months there may have been a suspension involved, and maybe this is why Phil has been so quiet and we haven't heard from him or seen from him. But I want to read you the statement from the PGA of America because to me it sounds like this was definitely his choice and this was not a decision of him being suspended and he still is not welcome back onto the tour. It says, we've just been informed that Phil Mickelson has withdrawn from the PGA Championship. Phil is the defending champion and currently eligible to be a PGA Life member and we would have welcomed him to participate. We wish Phil and Amy the very best and look forward to his return to golf. That sounds like... It sounds like there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of things going on and eventually we'll probably find out... um, the Saudi stuff starts to make more sense, I think, the more we find out when the book comes out tomorrow. Just because, again, and, and I've heard Alan Shipnuck do a number of interviews promoting the book. But when you think about him losing $10 million a year from 2010 to 2014, let's say he makes $40 million a year in those years. He's making $40 million a year. Well, he lives in California. You cut out all the taxes, so you're looking at like 22. Then you start factoring in the private jet. And Phil's got a guy for everything. He's got a, a swing coach, a short game coach, a putting coach. He's also apparently a very good tipper on the course. I mean, yeah. Add that factor in. Yeah, so I mean, you're factoring a lot of stuff in, and him losing $10 million, he's probably overall barely breaking even yeah. at $40 million a year. Um, so my guess is maybe there's some financial stuff, which is why he would chase the Saudi money. Ultimately, I, I don't know. But again, we're going to continue to find out more and more yeah. about Phil Mickelson. And while that is certainly a sad story, I think there's one of the more inspiring stories here in the state of Wisconsin with what happened with Steve Tricker over the weekend as he captured his fifth PGA Tour Champions Major Championship at the uh, Traditions Championship. Going to be a lot of fun to talk about that, Everything else that Steve went through, we're going to dive into that, and it's all about the drive coming up next on the tee. Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ES and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. And you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you got to stay. We don't spend a lot of time talking about PGA Tour champions unless one or of two people is involved. Jerry Kelly, who has done such a tremendous job of uh, playing when PGA Tour champions comes here to Wisconsin and Steve Stricker's events, uh, the AmFam Championship uh, at uh, University Ridge. Back-to-back winner. Yeah. And then, of course, we talk about Steve Stricker, who won by six. And we're going to talk more about Strick right now, and it's all about the drive. 
Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. I know most guys on PGA Tour Champions are probably a little frustrated with Bernhard Langer because... The guy's like a thousand years old and <laughs> continues to win. He's just a rock. Man. He's yeah. He he just continues to win. But are they getting kind of frustrated with Strick as well? Like, what do you got to do to this guy for him not to collect a major championship in the PGA Tour Champion season? He wins the region's tradition by six shots over Padraig Harrington. He was twenty-one under par. Potty was fifteen. Group including Ernie Els at 14 under par. And again, this so close of Stricker coming off of an unknown ailment that had him hospitalized during the offseason. Doctors didn't know what was wrong with him. He couldn't play in the Players' Championship in March as he continued to recover. That was uh, a part of the reward for him winning the senior players. You get to play in the players at TPC Sawgrass. And he just comes out a couple of events into the season and wins by six. He has finished every round so far since his return from this illness. Ten rounds of golf. Inside the top ten, he's been for every single round. I mean, a couple weeks ago, he said he didn't know if he could finish three straight weeks of playing competitive golf. He didn't know if his body could handle it. Yeah, And And especially this being tougher because typically the PGA Tour champions is three rounds, but the majors are four. Yeah, and he goes out there, wire-to-wire win, wins by six. And and I'm sorry, but if I'm to drag Harrington, like, what do you got to do to beat Strick? Like, the last two wins for Steve Stricker, he's beaten Harrington. Ryder Cup and this weekend. <laughs> Stricker goes 68. Uh, excuse me, he closed with a 68. Opened with a 65. Then he went 68 with his first bogey of the tournament. Had another bogey, but shot 66 on Saturday. Then ho-hum, 68, four birdies, no bogeys. In route to 21 under par. It's just... And he, he plays a brand of golf that's fun to watch because he's so good with his wedges. Yeah. Like, it's just when, when those wedges are on like they were this week, he is such a fun player to watch. Yeah, he's, he's a master with that 56-degree wedge. I mean, he, he can just get balls to stop. And we all know Steve Stricker made a career being an amazing putter. Um, but it's, it's those chips that set him up for those putts that, you know, he, you take his distance out of it and... That's why he's a 12-time PGA Tour winner, and that's why I think he's eight wins now on the Champions Tour overall. I mean, he's got five majors. I know that. So, yeah, this I think was his fifth I major. Think, and he has eight wins overall in two and a half years, three years on the... on the. Yeah, and it, but yeah, three years, but two and a half, because again, he hasn't yeah. really been able to compete, and he kind of removed himself from a lot of competitions. Last year, he was playing more on the PGA Tour than PGA Tour Champions, because he wanted to be around the guys, seeing how they were reacting as he was getting ready to make his six captain's picks yeah. in the run-up to the Ryder Cup. I think my favorite part about watching Strick come back um, is that he never makes it about him. Um, it's just the type of guy that he is. He has his wife on the bag. And the PGA Tour of Champions was put out some unbelievable videos of him getting emotional after the win, FaceTiming his daughters, you know, Bobby and Izzy, sharing that moment with them. That that's that's what makes Steve so likable. Yes, he goes out and wins and he's competitive and he's Mr. Nice Guy, he says all the right things. 
but the ultimate family guy, too, who you just, it, it's so easy to root for somebody like that that just has unbelievable perspective and who whose perspective has always been in the right place but certainly has been taken to a whole new level now with what he had to deal with the last eight months. Oh, absolutely. Like, everything that he's gone through posts uh, Ryder Cup, and but he's still the same guy. Yeah. He's, he, it's amazing how much it means to him still. Because you would think, I mean, Champions Tour, it is competitive, but even Stricker has said, hey, it's nice to win these but I really wanted one on that bigger tour. Like, that would mean more. But he still gets emotional after every win. Yeah. After every win. Death, taxes, and Stricker crying after a win. <laughs> it's just, it's always going to happen. So congratulations to Steve Stricker. Love to see it. And uh, hope he has continued success this year on the PGA Tour Champions. If he does, of course, we're going to talk about it right here on the tee. Golf weather in Wisconsin is here. If you're looking for a great place to get outside, head to Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. It's a great atmosphere, great food, drink menu, amazing hospitality. I love going out there, was out there last week, got to play my first round of the year, uh, out at Fairways of Woodside, courses in good shape um, and the atmosphere out there is just awesome, Rob and the team just have put in place great people out there, they're going to make sure that you have fun while you're on the golf course you should check out fairwaysofwoodside.com. It is a major championship week. We talked about it a little bit with John Morissette the competitions director right here at Aaron Hills, so many players playing well, heading in We've got to make some picks, and it's going to be tough to kind of cipher through all the different guys who could potentially come away with that Wanamaker Trophy this weekend. But we'll make some picks and talk about the PGA Championship coming up next on the team. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. 94.5 ESPN, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Live from Aaron Hills, one of our favorite places in the world, catching that sunset going down as we sit in the Irish pub at Aaron Hills. Make sure you uh, find, if, if we, we talked about this with John Morissette when he joined us earlier today, Stephen. If you haven't played this golf course, it is certainly worth it uh, to me. This is, you know, if you're somebody who makes that splurge on golf purchases, you don't need another polo. You don't need another pullover. Save that money. Spend it out here at Aaron wow. Hills. And then maybe you buy that polo and pull over here. Yeah. But it's it's such an amazing... I tend um, to double up here. It's a problem. It's... It's such an amazing um, place to play. My favorite thing, so I, I, I told the story last year when you were here, but I brought my parents out here a couple of years ago, and they don't golf a ton, but yeah. you know, my mom, my dad, they don't hit it a ton, but the, the fairways are wide enough where they can get around the golf course and have a great time and just be in awe of the property. So it, it just kind of fits where you know some championship-level golf courses you go to, it's just like, man, this is unnecessarily hard. And Aaron Hills will still, like it did to me, kick you in the teeth like yeah. it did to me today, but you can still get around and find your golf ball and score at this golf course like you did today. And I played well today. I was putting well, and a lot of that is because these are my favorite greens I've ever put on. They're so true. So it, pure. They do such an unbelievable job, you know, especially with how tested they were in April. For this course to be looking like it is in mid-May, it, it's a tip of the cap to them. But I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again. This place has an unbelievable ability to have you, no matter how well or how poorly you're playing, to just walk off happy.
Annex Wealth Management, proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to get to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com, click the Get Started button. And I suppose I should mention this. My Steven, partner. Your partner today. Uh, you guys kind of whooped our ass, huh? You said it. You <laughs> I think we closed you, and, uh, closed you on what, 15? Yeah, you and Dave Spano from uh, Annex Wealth Management just absolutely four and three? worked us today. Yeah, four and three. Uh, you closed out the, uh, the the back nine on us on 17 because of uh, you lipped out the birdie. You didn't need the birdie. You just needed the uh, the two-putt par, but still almost put the exclamation point on it. With I like a, to uh, just take just the dagger out. right into the heart, Gabe. That's, that's the type of golfer I am. But yeah, whipped up. I don't even know what we owe you. I, that that is uh, still be determined. How about a fescue know. rescue in about fourteen oh. <laughs> minutes? <laughs> All right, we'll get you a fescue rescue. Of course, the signature drink here at Aaron Hills. I don't remember much about Southern Hills Golf Course from 2007. The last time they had a PGA, I know Tiger won there. I know he beat Woody Austin. I remember that. I don't remember much about that golf course specifically, though, uh, being 15 years ago. But it is getting rave reviews yeah. heading into this week. Max Homa, you said you were out. We were out on the course, and you said Max Homa said after nine holes, it's one of his favorite golf courses. Yeah, it's it's. They went through some recent renovations with it. I mean, it's hosted seven majors. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they keep coming back to it. Um, the history of Tiger there is you know, notable. He won in 2001 when it was U.S. Open. He won in 2007 when it was a PGA. We've gone this long in the show, Gay, without talking about the fact that Tiger is playing a big event again. It's because it's a, it has to be expected. There's so many storylines. Right? Yeah, it has to be expected. I mean, he showed up at the Masters, which made sense. He co- he committed to uh, the old course in the British Open, made sense. The one, the two that we weren't sure about were Brookline in the U.S. Open and this, the PGA at Southern Hills, and it's a place he's had success, so it makes sense. But if he's playing this, my guess is he's playing the Brook. He's playing Brookline, and if I had to guess his schedule going forward, it's the four majors. The Genesis. It's gen- yeah, he's definitely going to play at Riv in the Genesis. Maybe the players? Maybe as an ode to Jack, I think he'll play Memorial. If he can. But, I mean, my guess is once the four majors hit, I, that's why I just don't think that um, the Memorial fits. I think once it's major season, he just goes with major season, where he's going to play the four majors, and that's it. And maybe you know, he plays his own events at the Genesis, uh, Players' Championship is in March, so he plays six to seven events every year. That's it. There are so many unbelievable storylines heading into this weekend. I mean, we talked about Phil. We talked about Tiger. I mean, Spieth could co- complete his career Grand Slam with a win. I mean, he's coming off of a potential. He should have won it, Byron. I mean, he uh, he let it go a little bit on that, that final round. I, after how poorly he started, the fact that he was in contention says a lot about the way that he's playing golf right now. He's starting to get that putter going again. Um, I mean, he'd be the sixth golfer ever in modern day to complete the career Grand Slam. And uh, he, he's a great pick this week. Colin Morikawa is now the defending PGA champion since Phil's not going to be out there. <laughs> I mean, he's another guy who's playing well. Rory, I mean, after no, I the mean, Sunday he put together at the Masters, you know, I, I know if, you might not I pick could, him to win, but you've got to get your back de- got to get your backdoor top ten out of Rory. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I would bet Rory all day to be a top ten and – like you may think you're going to sweat that out, but don't worry. He's going to be sh- shooting like a 65 on Sunday when he's out of contention. And he's going to backdoor that top ten. Yeah, but I, I mean, look at Morikawa. Like he has a chance to have a 30 percent win rate. Yeah, it's it, going to be his tenth major, and he could w- if he wins it, that would be a 30 percent win rate. Yeah, 
He's already won two. It's outrageous. Jordan Spieth is playing well. Somebody who's coming in under the radar is Shane Lowry. Like Shane Lowry secretly is. That was your guy at RBC, and he he had a chance. He should have won there. He he's been like kind not so quietly, but kind of quietly because some of these other big names have been playing really well. He's been hitting the crap out of the golf ball, and I think just based on the way I've heard people talk about it, that this could be much like Augusta has been, a second-shot golf course, where it's really the, the premium is going to be put on how well can you hit these iron shots, which is why you think of someone like Colin Morikawa. You think of Jordan Spieth, and Jordan Spieth is not a player, I think, that can compete at every PGA just because they had the PGA at Bethpage. I know he finished third there, but it never felt like he was in contention because he just doesn't hit the ball far enough. He hits it plenty far, but some of these courses that they've gone to for PGA recently have just been bomber's paradise, and that's not Jordan Spieth's game. But if it ends up being a second-shot golf course where Irons, where a guy who the last two times he's teed up has been in the top five in strokes gained, tee to green, like, yeah, Jordan Spieth can win here. Shane Lowry can win here. Oh, by the way, Hideki Matsuyama, that dude's starting to put it together, too. He won a major not that long ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about it. Hideki there. I don't I'm gonna tell you Hideki's gonna finish I, top five. I'm not gonna pick him, but he's gonna finish top five. Really? Yep, he's finishing top five. I think Cam Smith is due for a major. I, I, I so, like So I that's like the him. thing. Cam Smith, Justin Thomas, these are guys that need to now start playing better in major championships. they I mean JT his his game has been elevated for such a long time, but Cam Smith has elevated himself to a level. He's gotta start playing better as majors. Uh Max Homa, I think, needs to start yeah. playing better in we majors. We talked about it last week. Yep. Yep. He, he, that's self admittedly from him. Um Brooks Kepka. Battling a little injury right Battling now. Battling a little injury, but he needs to start playing better in majors. It's been a few years since he's captured one. Yeah. I mean, the run that he was on, though, we can't expect that out of him. Well, I mean, no, he's not going to continue to win, like, two majors, you know. I don't like, I don't, I don't like Brooks this, this weekend. I know I'm I not, I'm I not allowed I to like say Brooks. that on the hollowed grounds of Aaron Hills where he picked up his first major win, but I, I don't like Brooks this weekend. No, I don't like Brooks this weekend. There's just too many, there's too many questions about, I mean, if he just had to withdraw because of health. Yeah. And I... Dude's tough. He'll gut it out, as he showed, you know, trying to read putts from funky stances when he was going through his knee thing last year. Uh, but I just can't, I just can't in good conscience, I think, pick him. Southern Hills has an amazing finishing hole. Are you familiar with 18? Uh, Four, 491 par 4 to finish uphill, elevated green. I was reading about it. Only two winners in the seven majors there have managed to par the 18th hole. Like the 72nd hole. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Final, the final hole yep. of the tournament. Only two winners have managed to par it. Was it Tiger both times? Tiger was one of them in oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was just one of those things where, like, Tiger's the, green, the only person Green moves back to front. I, I encourage you to take a look at this course. It, it's going to look amazing on TV. Okay, so we've listed off about a 1,000 different golfers, but it's time for that Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All pick. I'm, I, I made it last week. I'm not overthinking this one, Gabe. You're I'm, not, I'm not over. Rory McIlroy in 14, Spieth in 15, Kepka in 18. I'm going Scotty Scheffler to win two majors in 2022. And, he would be, and I'm not overthinking it. And he would be the first since Jordan Spieth to win, to the, win first the first two. two. And, man, if he wins, the pressure heading into Brookline is going to be insane. I, I mean, he's a Southern guy. He's from Dallas area. Southern Hills. Do we do we know what the wind's going to be like? Is it going to be whipping down there? You're going to have to be able to control spin. I have not looked at the forecast. 
I don't because know. That's I don't where, know. I mean, it's a fair question. I because mean, that's where Scotty Scheffler, being from, from Texas and yeah. playing down in that area, would be such an advantage. What, what about Will Zalatoris? Yeah, he's due. He's, he's contending. He plays big tournaments well. He plays your average tournaments just okay. I mean, he's like the opposite. He's the anti-JT right now. Like he shows up in <laughs> he's big Brooks, events. No, he's Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Because that's what Brooks did. I mean, Brooks was only winning majors and didn't really care about the other events, and I don't think it's a lack of caring from Will Zalatoris. I, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but I'm, I'm riding a little Scotty Scheffler-like heater with my picks lately. You're just going to keep... So, I mean, I, I picked Homa. I picked Spieth last weekend. He should have won. So, Rom, McElroy, and Scheffler, all co-favorites at plus 1,200. Which, I'm surprised Rory's in that category. Yeah. That's, I, that's I think people are just overreacting to his Sunday at Augusta. Morikawa and Thomas are next, and then you have Jordan Spieth. That's my guy. Yeah, Jordan Spieth. I think it's a great pick. It is a great pick this weekend. Jordan Spieth, the, oddly enough, the one thing that you like to say is Jordan Spieth wielding his putter around like a weapon. Yeah. And that's the thing that's kind of been holding him back. Like, the putter hasn't been there, but it hasn't mattered. Which is how you know you're playing great golf. He is he has won an event, just finished second at another event since the Masters. The guy is really found his swing, despite the pre-shot routine, which is still kind of strange to me, where he's exaggerating some of the moves that he wants to to do. Um, he, he's just hitting the crap out of the golf ball right now. And I think that he's going to continue to ride the heater that he had at RBC, the one that he just had at TPC Craig Ranch in the Byron Nelson AT&T. I think he's going to ride that momentum to a career grand slam and win another major this weekend. I, I Last year we were blessed with all the major winners. They were all great stories. And I love a good story. And... Jordan Spieth is amazing for the game. I would love to see him complete the well, Grand Slam. And it's kind of amazing because he's been forgotten about. But, I mean, we talked about this last year in, in terms of who do we think can win a Grand Slam. You know, and he's the, I mean, him and Rory are the closest. They're, they're sitting there. They just have one to get. One to get. I don't know if Rory's ever going to win at Augusta. I just don't know if he can overcome some of those demons. Maybe he can now after the incredible 63 that he had there um, on Sunday this past year. Maybe he can take something from that. But Jordan Spieth doesn't really get mentioned. He, he kind of gets forgotten about because he won two in 2015. He won his British in 2017. It's been five years since he's won, but he's still been such a constant presence on the PGA Tour. If he's able to do it, that's such an incredible accomplishment that shoots him to the top of the rankings when we're talking about best of a generation. And, you know, he was pretty down in the dumps, and the way that he able, was able to recover last season to make the Ryder Cup be a captain's pick, he didn't perform the best at whistling, but he was still the face of that team. And for him to come out this year, that win at RBC was so big for him because since then he's had two second-place finishes as well. Um, I, I, I think it's a great pick. I really do. I I think Scotty's just You just riding, think he's going to finish in Scott, second place Scott, again? Yeah, Scotty's <laughs> just riding too much of a heater to... like. This game is so hard to predict. Yes. Scotty's making it easy. Like, what he's doing right he now. He can't keep doing it. He can't keep going on a Tiger like streak. I don't think he's going to win three in a season. But I could see him winning there. I, I just feel like it fits him. Yeah. I mean, it very well. I, I think there's going to be some really good golf play. I think it's going to be a great week for him. He was, what, 20 under? I mean, 19. That was a tough <laughs> week for him. Yeah. 
top 15. Everybody forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody out here at Aaron Hills. Thank you to John Morissette uh, for joining us earlier. Thank you to uh, Steve Peace for having us out as yeah. well, organizing this whole thing for us. If you haven't made it out, you need to check it out. AaronHills.com slash availability is what you need to check out to be able to book your tea time. Lodging, that's the one thing I haven't done out here yet and I need to. Uh, I need to the stay The lodging's amazing. I treated myself and some buddies, you know, two summers ago. The lodging is as A-plus at the golf course. Let's go grab a fescue rescue, shall we? Ah, uh, yes. The sun is setting. We're looking at, you know, number one right now. It looks gorgeous. I will not be here next week. I will be in Scotland. But Stephen will still be here next week. You no, know, I'm surprised it took you to the uh, <laughs> 658 to just rub that. You're going to play the old course in yeah, our, uh, our Yeah, old course will be Tuesday, so. I expect okay. you to call in. <laughs> not going to happen, pal. You're not, I'm not letting you take the, that week off. <laughs> Well, you'll be here with, uh, you'll be back on On the Tee with our uh, friend Nolan Murphy to break down all things from the PGA. Again, thank you to Aaron Hills. This has been On the Tee. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any...